0: What's up everybody, it's Matt Shue from Upright Health, and today we're gonna be talking about the best sports for your hips, the best activities for your hip strength and mobility. This video is inspired by a question from Emma who commented on my previous video about how to fix hip pain while side sleeping. And Emma asked, basically, are there any recommendations on sports which strengthen the hip naturally, except for the gym, she asked. So she's looking for ways to make sure that her hip muscles get better without having to go to the gym so that she doesn't get hip pain while she is sleeping on her side. So everyone always wants the solution like the. magic sport that's going to make your hips magically stronger all the time and the unfortunate truth but the reality that you can work with really well is that there's no such thing as a magic sport that keeps everything feeling good so let's just run through a couple of options here that people often think about and let's talk about the strategies you can use to make sure that your hips stay healthy and how you can approach this so that your hip muscles stay strong and flexible for the long term. So one sport that I know is really popular out there that people think they can just do and and it'll just keep their bodies feeling good is golf and I want you to think about golf. It's extremely one-sided. It's very asymmetrical. You're barely doing anything with your hips. You are basically getting internal rotation on your lead leg. Your trailing leg is just kind of turning a little bit. Your pelvis is turning as you internally rotate on that left side. That's not a lot. That's not going to keep your hips healthy to say nothing of your shoulders and everything else. It's not going to work, okay? So what about something like tennis where you're running, you're sprinting, you are adopting different positions. It's still asymmetrical and there's another bigger problem that I'm going to talk about in a second. Now what about something like soccer or baseball, again, those are good. You are running, you're sprinting, you're doing some stuff, which is great, but it's still gonna be asymmetrical because all of us have a dominant side. And so we're gonna use our hips, we're gonna use our legs very differently from side to side. And that, if we don't pay attention to, is going to lead to some issues. Now, let's talk about that thing that I talked about earlier where I mentioned that tennis wasn't gonna do it. It still applies to baseball, soccer, Any sport even gymnastics maybe in a way it all applies okay so when you are doing any sport the thing you have to remember is that in the heat of the moment you are not going to be doing anything that's going to help you improve your range of motion or strength throughout the range of motion you're going to stay within your comfortable controlled range whatever it is for that day So let's say you are playing soccer and you've played for four days in a row because you love soccer and your legs are a little stiff and sore. You're not going to bend your knees as much as you normally would. You're gonna stay within the range of comfort. Right? So maybe you're playing a little stiffer that day and your legs are just getting stronger in a shorter range of motion. Your hips don't go into as big a range of motion because you just don't feel like you can reach out as far. Well, what's going to happen? You're going to get less flexible and develop maybe some more strength in that shorter range, but you're not going to be expanding your range and you're certainly not going to be going into ranges that you don't currently control. So that's gonna be true for every sport. In tennis, if you're able to really get wide with your legs and you can explode into a sprint and get huge reach with big abduction with your legs to return that serve, that's great. But you're not gonna do that over and over and over again. And if you don't already have that ability, you're not gonna do it at all. So if you're expecting any sport, to just naturally expand your range of motion and keep your range of motion healthy, you're gonna be disappointed. I actually had a conversation with a guy uh, in the lineup while I was surfing, and he was probably in his 50s or 60s, and he was telling me, you know, oh, you know, the biggest limiter for me right now is that uh, basically my body. It just doesn't let me do all the things that I want it to be able to do on a surfboard. And I said, oh, so are you doing like more stretching now and more mobility work. And he said, uh, uh, stretch into mobility work. <laughs> that's what I call surfing. And that's how a lot of people approach this problem. You think that if you just keep playing your sport or doing your activity, you're going to maintain your ability but that's not true. And I'm gonna share one very clear example of this. So I had a, a client years ago, this is maybe 10, 11, 12 years ago, I was working with this person who was a circus performer and her role in the show that she was in was to drop, I think it was like 20 feet. It might've been more than 20 feet. She was supposed to drop vertically and catch onto a pole that was attached to a horse that's running at full speed. So she's got to drop, catch this thing and this was wrenching her shoulder, right? But she would catch this thing while the horse is running at full speed and not die. Okay, so that was her big, big, big moment in the show. And when I was talking to her about her daily schedule to keep ready and prepared for this, she was telling me that she trained six to eight hours a day. Okay, so six to eight hours a day of physical training to make sure she could do this split second maybe maybe it takes two seconds uh this activity if all she did was practice that drop day in and day out would she have the ability to continue doing that and the answer is absolutely 100% no she had to do lots of training outside of that specific activity in order to be able to do that activity and that's going to be true for every other sport now when you look at gymnastics, which I kind of mentioned earlier. Gymnastics as a sport. You don't see the gymnast's just do their routines over and over and over again. They definitely rehearse them, they do all the things that they need to do, but they also do a lot of extra stuff, physical training, in addition to the actual routines to make sure that they are strong enough and capable of doing the things that they need to do. They can't just do the routines, they've got to do all the rest. So to be really clear about this, there is no way you can just automatically, mindlessly keep your hip muscles feeling great. You've got to be training with attention and intention so that your hips are being challenged in a way that improves your range of motion, that at least maintains your range of motion, and then builds strength within that full range of motion. There is no activity, there is no sport that's perfect at doing this because in the heat of the moment, in the heat of any sport, you're not gonna be paying attention to these things and you're just going to be staying within your current comfortable range of motion so that you can just get the job done, right? So remember, if you want your hips to get stronger, you need to train with attention and intention. And that may mean going to the gym, that may mean creating a space within your home where you can focus and work on your body. There's no shortcut here, you can't just, put some headphones on or watch TV while doing this and not think about it at all. You've got to be giving your attention and giving your intention to better hip mobility and better strength. So I hope this helps you, Emma, and everybody else out there who's watching this. It's really important to get this concept down. I hope it helps you. Click the like button, subscribe. Use the thanks button if you found this video really helpful. And as always, I hope you remember that pain sucks. Life shouldn't. I'm uh-huh.